Welcome to Hello Me, It's Me, Vulnerable AF, a podcast hosted by Nikki D. Lovely. That's really just her diary disguised as a podcast, but who cares? You're here for it. Join in as she addresses her self-reflections on life, love, and dating, and gives us all the tea by being more vulnerable than she ever has with herself and the world. So let's get started in today's episode with Nikki D. Lovely, already in progress. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hello Me, It's Me, a Nikki D. Lovely podcast. I would again like to thank you for joining me. There are a thousand, let me not even say a thousand, there are a million different podcasts you could be listening to right now and yet you have decided to spend your time here with me and I definitely do not take that for granted and appreciate you 100%. So we're a month in now. All of my recordings are done probably about a couple of weeks to a month in advance. So a lot of what happened or what you've heard about happened in the previous episodes was in regard to someone that I was dating and eventually wound up, I'd wound up just kind of like not talking to him anymore. At the end of the day, what wound up happening is my standards just weren't met. I needed someone who was willing to communicate with me. I like to be taken out on dates. We really weren't going out on dates like that. His job was taking up a lot of his time. And I know how important it is for men to be established in their careers. And he was, I could tell, is really just starting to build his career, I think. So I don't know if being in a relationship for him right now was really a good time. And there was also an age difference between us. And at the end of the day, things just didn't work out. And what I didn't like about that dynamic between me and him was that there just wasn't any communication at the end. I think I kind of just had to figure all this out on my own. At the end of the day, it's like, okay, I was dating more of a boy instead of a man. Because I feel like as a man, I'm looking for a man to kind of take the lead or take the reign when it comes to especially communication. And there's a reason why you can't talk to me anymore. At least come back to me and say, listen, I can't do this right now. This is a little bit too much for me. I really like you, but this just isn't going to work. Like I respect that a lot more than just this new age ghosting thing. And this is going to be my last time talking about this in terms of this person. I want to end the month off not even bringing this person up anymore, because as far as I'm concerned, this is over with, right? But because I've talked about it so much in the previous episodes, and even in the last episode, I don't feel like I really did its service in terms of putting it in the grave and really discussing the beautifulness that actually came out of that. Because even though that didn't turn into what I wanted it to turn into, I've learned so much about myself. I learned about not negotiating on my standards. I've learned about not accepting what I don't want. I've learned that instead of pouring into other people, I can only pour into people who are giving to me just as much as I'm giving to them. So I learned a lot about myself from that. And I think that's the beauty of dating right now is learning about me. I'm still learning, even though I've been single for almost, ugh, 
I, well, you guys know I've been celibate for five years, so let's just stick with that. But let's just say <laughs> I've been single for at least five years now. So in knowing that I've been single for five years, celibate for five years, just really focused on myself these past five years, I'm still learning about myself because during those years, I really wasn't dating that much. And I think what people fail to realize is that dating is a learning process. You're constantly learning about yourself. I feel like if you're not growing, like if you're not feeling those heart pains or those heartbreaks or those heartaches, are you really growing through things? I'm very grateful because I was able to see my girlfriends go through their relationship struggles before I even put myself out in the mix for a real relationship. So my girlfriends have been kind of like been relationships right now. One is actually married. And we kind of went through the same struggles together. They're a little younger than I am. So I wound up being big sister to them. And I was able to watch them kind of, I'm not gonna say kind of, I watched their heartbreak. I watched them go through relationships and trauma and I watched their struggles and I was their cheerleader when a relationship didn't work out I was like well you know what back up on the horse he just wasn't the one for you like you're gonna have to get over it and I remember hurting with them but realizing I can't go through that pain for them if that makes any sense being an empath I'm able to hurt with people right but at the same time I also realized I remember my girlfriend called me one day when one of She was in this relationship with this guy and she really thought that he was going to be her husband. And the guy broke it off with her. And he was like, you know what? I just don't think this is going to work. We want two different things. I'm not going to be able to give you what you want. And to be fair, I never saw her with this guy anyway. I never felt like the guy that she was with was her guy. But I knew that she needed the relationship experience. So I never said to her, I really don't think this is your guy. But I was like, but you know what? You're learning. And I remember her calling me and crying. And saying, wow, like, I really wanted this to work out. And I remember feeling that pain with her. I really wish that had worked out for you, too. But he wasn't the one. And he was never going to magically become the one just because you wanted it to work out. So being able to watch her go through that pain, I remember hanging up the phone and being like, that's work she's going to have to do for herself. I can't take that pain away from her. I'm never going to be able to take that pain away But she's going to have to be able to move through this herself. And eventually she will. Now, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm there to help her. I'm there to be on the phone with her every day if she needs to talk about it. I like to play my position as a friend. And that was a position I played as a friend. You need to talk to me. Call me whenever. If you need to talk about it five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, three hundred thousand times a day, I am here for you. Okay? So I was that friend. And believe me, she would call me that many times. I was able to see what it took for her to get through that, to get over that. And one of my other friends as well. I was there front row and center to see that. And I was like, I can't do the work for you. That's work you're going to have to do for yourself. Now, fast forward to me now. And the past month, you know, the past month of stuff that I've been putting out for you guys, of my heartbreak and heartache and realizations of this person who, of someone who I thought was one thing only to find out that there was something else. I became the person who realized that my heart was breaking and aching. And the question at that point, after I was ghosted, basically, was now what are you going to do about your heartbreak? Now what are you going to do about this heartache? Like, now what do you do? And 
the funny part is it went back to the same thing as my girlfriend. Like, I have to do my own work. I'm going to have to sit in this because if I'm going to be real with you guys in my past, whenever I was feeling some heartache or heartbreak, instead of leaning into it, I would muscle up. I'd be like, ah, fuck this. You know, you're not going to treat me like this. I'm going to show you I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight other dudes I could talk to. But not this time. Not this time. I didn't do that this time. I said to myself, Nikki, we're going to have to do something different. You know, we discussed the whole thing about if you want to do if you want to have something different, you got to do something you never done before. Well, the one thing I'd never done before was sat in my feelings. The one thing I'd never done before was like allow myself to feel the heartbreak. I never allow myself to feel the heartache. And a lot of us do this because we don't want to feel the pain. We don't want to feel the hurt. So we pretend like it's not there. We pretend like we're moving on. We pretend like, oh, there's somebody else out there to help me with this. No, 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 no. Deal with your shit now. It's kind of like getting a bill that says you're past due on rent. Either you pay the bill now so that you're no longer past due or you wait another month and now you're past due two months, past due three months. And that shit, whether you know it or not, it accumulates in your soul. It accumulates in your spirit. And at some point, now some people die without having to deal with it. But if you really are trying to grow, you're going to have to deal with some shit. You're going to have to deal with that shit, okay? Excuse my language, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's turned into. I've been so used to running away from my shit that I was like, I'm not doing this. In the past, honestly, I would have just jumped on to the next person. I would just be like, forget this dude. I got one dude in a wing. I got a thousand people. I have a thousand people in my DM. Like, if we're, if we're being honest, I have a thousand people, literally a thousand people in my DM. If I really wanted to just jump on to the next person, I could have. But I decided this time to sit with myself, to sit in the heartache, to sit in the heartbreak and to mourn the loss of this person or what I thought this person represented. Because when I really thought about it, I didn't know enough about this person to really be as invested into this person as I was. The person who I thought he was obviously was not the person that he really is because the man who I thought he was was someone who would be willing to discuss through things and someone who would be okay with leading and who wouldn't just drop me at the, at the drop of a hat or whatever. But in this circumstance, that's exactly what happened. And without going through like the type of person he really is, you know, it wasn't like his rap sheet was squeaky clean either. I was accepting a lot of things that I probably never would have accepted because I thought that I was being wanted. I thought that I was, I thought that he wanted me. And I think that was more of my reason for staying than anything. And the reason why it was so easy for me to let it go. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't as, I didn't want him as much as I said I wanted him. Otherwise, I wouldn't have let him go. Like I could have fought for that shit. I decided not to. It wasn't worth it, apparently, to me. Or I would have fought for it, but I didn't. So anyway, I say all that to say being able to sit in it is going to be the reason why you're going to be able to get over your heartache. And that is the focus of today's podcast, which is trying to get over heartbreak, trying to get over heartache. I've spoken with a lot of people on social media in trying to get over my, heart, my own heartache. 
I did a lot of things for myself in trying to get over that heartbreak and heartache. And I thought it would probably be only right to do a podcast where I'm actually trying to help other people. Um, maybe even myself, because, you know, again, this is something that I'm saying to myself. For future me, because I'm dating now with an open heart, I'm still now a lot more cautious. I've learned a lot from that person I was talking to. I learned a lot from that, enough to know, like, to ask the right questions now and to not date, like, not to go all head first into something. My brother says, if you want, if you're a wife, if you're trying to be a wife or you just have to say you're already a wife. In my mind, I'm already somebody's wife. It was one of the reasons why I was celibate for five years. My mind, I was like, okay, I'm staying celibate for my husband. You know what? Whatever I have, I'm giving to my husband at this point. Anything that's here is for my husband. I'm not dating to be your girlfriend. I'm not dating to be your fling. I'm not dating to be your FWB. I'm literally dating to be your wife. And if you're not ready or willing to step up to the plate, you say you want one thing, your actions are going to have to show me. That's where I am now. But in order to do to get to this point, I had to go through that heartbreak and that heartache and I had to mourn the loss of that last relationship. And I'm going to give you some pointers in terms of how I did that. I'm not the only person that goes through heartache. I'm not the only one that's hurting over here. I what I realized is there's a lot of people who are hurting from ghosting. There's a lot of things that we're holding on to and what we are really holding on to is what we think is love from someone. But we're holding on to what we thought our relationship should have been. Because one thing I realized is I started doing this thing where I was futurizing myself with this person. And so it's not so much that what we had is gone. Because we, if I think about it, we didn't really have much. The most I could probably think about, you know, that I really enjoyed with him was kind of like cuddle time. I mean, cuddle time was nice. But at the end of the day, like, what else was there? I enjoyed the fact that he contacted me every day and we spoke over the phone at night, but it was very surface level conversation towards the end. So what was I really missing? Honestly, nothing. If I really think about it, I can't even see this man's face anymore. Like when I think of this man's face, it's like a blob. All I can, because he had a really nice beard, all I can really remember about him is he had a really nice beard and he had oh he had some beautiful tattoos that's it that's really all I can remember about this man now and that's sad that's so sad for me to say but it seems as though I was really more caught up in the thought of what it could have been I was more in love with the thought of being in love I think than anything else and so that's good for me to be this at this place right and I want you if you're going through heartbreak right now I want you to think about, are you really hurt over who this person was? Are you really hurt over what you lost with them? Because I'm the first person to say, if you're going to get hurt over what you think you lost with that person, make sure you you put in all the bad stuff too. Because a lot of times we start thinking about the, oh, I miss like the cuddles and I miss the kisses. Okay, cool. Do you also miss the fact that he ghosted you? Do you also miss the fact that he doesn't return your phone calls now? Do you also miss the fact that he's showing you the person that he really is? You know what I'm saying? I mean, this goes both ways for men too. What are you telling yourself about that person? Because at the end of the day, like they said, that person has shown you who they really are. And you're going to have to add that into everything else that you're adding into what you miss about them. Don't just paint yourself this pretty picture of the person 
because it's so easy to go back to just the good stuff. But don't forget the bad. And I think that is really what truly helped me. I actually made my therapist call it a rap sheet, but I had already written out everything that I didn't like about this person. I'd already written everything out. You know, I won't even go into the the list because it was it was actually a long list when I sat down and thought about it. But I won't even go into that because that part doesn't matter. All that matters is I looked at it every day. And whenever I would go into myself, I would look at that list and be like, okay, that's right. That's why we're not together. I deserve something better. I also did this method that I created called the blue baby seal method, where (laughs) I will think anytime this person came into my mind, I would immediately think of a blue baby seal. And what that did was it disassociated this person with me going into those thoughts again. So I would think about this person, say his name was Brad. I'd say, Brad, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about Brad again. I'm like, nope, blue baby seal. Guess what? I see a blue baby seal pop up. And then the next thing is I have to know what it is I could be doing instead of thinking about Brad. And usually it was like cleaning house or doing my work or working on my podcast or finishing my book, you know, and then I would go straight to that. And then I would force myself to go do that. So I think that's another method for me that helped me to kind of get through that I have a lot of things in my book no f boys allowed in chapter seven it's it goes into what you tell yourself matters and I have like 21 different things that I used to tell myself in order to kind of convince myself I probably still need to be with this person or like reasons why I missed him I literally went through in chapter seven and debunked everything I would say in terms like why I would miss someone number two says because the sex was good you know and then at that it's like so when does your heart get treated better than your vagina why is one part of your anatomy more important than your brain or your heart so when you think about it that way you're putting sex before your heart you're putting sex before your peace of mind, you're putting sex before your self-worth, before the value that you place on just yourself as a whole. You know, same thing as self-worth, but you you understand what I'm saying. Another thing I have, I had said in here that another reason that uh, people might say, you know, that they miss someone is, oh, uh, uh, here's a good one. Another thing that people say is, I can't wait for someone else. So basically what you're saying is you're just willing to stay in the moment with someone who has no future for you instead of trying to take that moment to grieve that person. Because I'm not saying it's easy. It can be hard. But you need to grieve that person. You need to start that process now so that you can get looking for your husband or wife later. So start it now. Get rid of that person. Some other things we might tell ourselves is I don't want to be lonely. Well, guess what? I was in a situation for three years and I was lonely the whole freaking time. So you might as well be lonely by yourself instead of worrying with that anxiety because you're afraid to give up your attachment issue to this person. A lot of times we don't even like this person. It's just we have an attachment to that person. And you're going to have to be able to start, I like to call it the mourning or the grieving process. You're going to have to give yourself those 30 days of grieving. I literally gave myself 30 days to grieve this man. I didn't really give myself 30 days. I just kind of was like, all right, if it's going to take 30 days, I'll take 30 days. And after day 30, it was done. 
So I know in the future, if this ever happens again, I live through it. It may take me 30 days to get rid of the attachment, but I know if I can go 30 days to get rid of it, guess what? That's putting me closer to the man I'm really supposed to be with. So stop holding on to these people who do you no justice. They're not helping you be a better person. They're not helping you want to be a better person. You're just trying to have this attachment to someone who doesn't give a damn about you at the end of the day. They only care about what you can do for them. And a lot of times we're holding on to people who've told us that they don't want to be with us. They've told us through their actions. And we're still like, pick me, pick me, pick me. They call it the pick Mishas. I think I was a pick Misha at a, at a point with my with a situationship that I was in. It was just, why can't you see how good I am? Why can't you see all this stuff that I'm doing for you? Why aren't you picking me? And at the same time, because I was dating for fun, I was dating men who were, I don't want to call them pick Mishas, but they were asking me, how come I couldn't see their worth? And I probably could see their worth. I was just kind of like, why are you here? Can't you tell like I'm not worthy of this? And I think that's what a lot of us fail to realize is we're with people who don't even realize. We're with people who see our worth, but they push us away because they know they're like, like, you're too good for me. Like right now, like I'm not in a good emotional space. I have bad credit. I'm just not where you are. Go find somebody else. And we take it personally. We take it personal. There's a guy I'm talking to right now. Oh, Lord have mercy. Just just as friends. Let's put it like that. It's a guy I'm talking to right now, just as friends. And one of his desires is to be mayor of one of the largest cities in the United States. And he is actively trying to be the mayor of one of these cities. And I'm looking at this man and I'm like, um... I'm not trying to be like the first lady to the mayor of a city. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't think I can be, that I don't think I would be a beautiful first lady mayor. I actually think I could probably run for mayor of a city myself if I wanted to. It's just that I think I decided a long time ago I didn't want to get into politics. I used to do stuff in high school that was very, you know, student government stuff. I liked it when I was in high school. And then I got to a point like, I don't want to do political things. So I know that stuff take a lot of ass kissing and putting yourself out in public and not to say that I'm not that type of person, but I'm looking at this man and I'm like, even though we get along and we have good conversation, I'm like, he needs a more higher caliber of woman. And I'm not saying I'm not high caliber because believe me, baby, when I tell you I think I'm high caliber, I do believe I'm high caliber. I just don't think I'm fitted for that situation. And now, how do you say that to someone? Usually, most people don't know how to say that. So they'll just be like, I don't think this is going to work. And so he'll never know that the reason why I'm not talking to him is because I feel like he needs someone a little bit different than who I can be for him. That should be the ultimate compliment for anybody. But we don't take that as a compliment. And that may be the reason why your last relationship didn't work out was because they looked at you and they were like, wow, like this woman is too much for me. I cannot give her what she needs. She is. And this guy I was with, he actually made a statement. I can't just give you regular gifts. It would need to be Chanel or Louis Vuitton or something like that. And that's not even the type of person I am. But I think when he saw me, his thought was, OK, this is more 
high maintenance. I think he looked at me and he was, she's probably a little bit more high maintenance. And back in the day, I probably would have tried to downplay that. But now I'm not even going to apologize. You don't have to buy me Louis Vuitton. You don't have to buy me Chanel. Would that be nice? Would I appreciate it? Yes. I'm not going to sit up here and lie to you and say I don't want no Chanel or no Louis Vuitton handbag. I will take it and I will smile and I would thank you. But is that is that what you would need to woo me? No. Am I mad that you think that's what you need to woo me? No. You know, because at least you know if you're going to come, you need to come correct. So from some point, I do appreciate that. But from another aspect, it's also like I'm not that shallow. and But that comes with a conversation. That comes with not just trying to perceive who you think I am. Because I feel like I'm probably one of the most down-to-earth women that you're, you'll meet. But I also do value myself. So I'm not going to be like, yeah, you're just completely off base. Because maybe he wasn't. Maybe he saw something in me the same way I saw in this mayor guy. And because he just decided to step away and couldn't voice his insecurities... Am I going to be upset about that? Am I going to take that personally? Did I at first? Yes. Y'all heard me crying on those other podcasts. But am I going to take it personally now? No, I'm not. And I think that is another way of learning how to deal with your heartbreak is realizing that you can't take what happened with the other person personally. Because the only thing at the end that you can control is what? Is who? Is you. That's it. That's the only thing that you can't control. That's it. You can't control the other person. You can't control their thoughts. You can't control their feelings. You can't control how they feel about you. You can't control the fact that they're looking at you and thinking, oh, wait, you're a little high sadidi. I'm not going to sit up here and try to convince you to think otherwise. And I'm not going to be mad that that's what you're thinking because I can't control that. So at the end of the day, you can only con- control what you can control. I know when I start talking, it seems like I'm kind of going off on a tangent sometimes. My whole family is like that. <laughs> we'll start talking about one thing and man, we'll go off. And my, my father actually has a podcast I produce called um, Peter and Phil's Courageous Conversations. And in that podcast he talks a lot and now that I've started my own podcast I'm kind of like okay I see where I get it from and when I talk to my brother I'm like okay this runs in the family this definitely runs in the family you know the talking thing but I've digressed let's go back and let me just go ahead and wrap this podcast up because this one's actually going a little bit longer than I, I think most of mine normally do and let's get to the advice for future Nicole And because we're talking about heartache and we're talking about heartbreak and I've decided that this is the last time we talk about this person ever again. But what we will realize is the lessons that were taught from this last situation. And what we have realized from this last situation is sometimes your friends, because I had a girlfriend who just kind of told me everything I needed to know and I didn't want to listen to it. Sometimes your friends know what they're talking about and you just need to take a step back and listen to them. Sometimes you just kind of let put your ego to the side. And when your friend tells you one thing, listen to it. Sometimes when anxiety comes in, you have to take a deep breath and not act out. Find a way to release your anxiousness. Whether that's by taking a walk, whether that's by reading. Getting out with nature helps a lot. Meditating helps. 
one of the other things I used to do is go on social media and I would just find all the positive affirmation accounts and I would just save those. I would just listen to positive affirmation videos. Those things all work. You have to feed yourself. So when you're going through the heartache, when you're going through the heartbreak, don't forget that you have to feed yourself positive reinforcement. You have to be able to talk things out. You have, you do need a good friend to be able to reach out to who's willing to listen to you 3,000, 4,000 times a day if that's what it takes. And if you don't have that friend, that one friend who has the capacity to do that, go get a therapist. Therapists are great. Or spread it out among a couple of friends. They may get tired of hearing you, but a good friend will understand that you need to get it out more than once, right? And they'll be there to constantly reassure you. And then finally... I would say to you, if this happens again, where you have put your heart out on the line, and I can't promise you that it won't not happen again, but just realize that this is part of the process. Just like you told your girlfriends, this is part of the process. This is part of the vetting process. You have to put your heart out there. Sometimes it may get hurt, but who knows? Maybe it could be nurtured. That, at the end of the day, that's what we all want. We all want that love. But in order to get that love, you are going to have to be willing to make put some bets out there. And right now you're betting on your heart. And I know it's crazy. And I know it's, uh, I know it can be draining. I know it's like, why? Why do I have to put my heart on the line again? I know that's what you're thinking. But guess what? That's the only way you're going to be able to actually find the love that you're looking for you're going to have to be willing to put your heart out again. And maybe don't jump so head first next time. Like maybe really be okay with taking your time. Remember, if you want to be a wife, just go ahead and start acting like the wife. I'm not saying do wifey duties to boyfriend material. What I'm saying is just make sure you present yourself as the wife that you already are. And don't take, don't take anything less than what you want. Don't settle for less than what you deserve and stop putting up with things. Just like I said, the last podcast, be okay with saying no to people that you know aren't it, right? I think you have your intuition tells you right off the bat who is and isn't for you, but you haven't learned how to really just come out and say, I don't think this is going to work. And I need you to start trying to do that more. Instead of just running away from how you feel, I need you to kind of sit in it. I need you to be able to tell the other person. You tell yourself you're so good at communication. I need to see you start being that person who's able to communicate with other people and let them know how you're feeling and let them know I don't think this is going to work out. That, if anything, is probably one of the things I'm going to implore you to do more of. And that's be true to your feelings and to let other people know how you feel. Okay. All right. So if there's anything else you guys have in regards to heartbreak or heartache, don't forget to pick up my book, No F Boys Allowed, or follow my Instagram. But just so you guys know, I do have a book out for people who need a little bit more help with their heartache and their heartbreak. There is some really good stuff in this book. I actually reread it during my heartbreak this time. It amazes me how it's really like a guy book. <laughs> it's really a guy book for, you know, getting rid of guys who just aren't it for you. But anyway, I said all that to say, if you're out there looking for love, don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. We're, we're in this together. 
I know it's a lot of people that talk about there's piss in a pool. And what I realize is a lot of people just haven't done the work on themselves. And they're talking about they're single. And they're talking about they're doing the work. But are they really? You have to start asking the questions of what are you doing to do your work? Are you going to therapy? A lot of people say they're going to church. But what are you doing in church? Are you going to counseling? Are you list, Are you talking to the pastor? Are you counseling in church? You know, you're just in the Bible. But who is mentoring you a lot of us do we need a mentor if you don't have a therapist maybe get a life coach you know just somebody that you can talk to get your stuff out a friend who acts like a therapist even though I I don't like putting that on our friends but sometimes you know just like me or a lot of my friends we're all I like to call us we're all therapists in our own right I have a lot of like-minded friends and I go to them for advice and I go to my brother for advice and I go to my my mom, and sometimes my dad for advice. So wherever you feel like you can get good, solid advice, go there. Don't try to do this by yourself. You know, even with people you're dating, get opinions from your friends. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this person? Somebody you can see yourself with? You know, I think I should bring him home for Christmas or maybe even Thanksgiving. Who knows? Maybe they'll say, yeah. Maybe they'll say, yeah, I don't know. I don't really see this person for you. But yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and end it on that note. I know that I am a rambler and I can continue to talk and talk and talk. And I'm not trying to put you to sleep because I know how that goes. I have been tired before and listened to a podcast and I woke up like, wait, 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 wait. Where? Wait, what were they talking about again? I don't want to be that person. So I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go. I want to thank you so much for joining me again. There are so many different places you could be, but yet you are here with me and I appreciate it. Just remember to always keep going. And until next time, I will see you on the next podcast. Thank you so much. I love you with all of my heart, sincerely and dearly. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Hello Me, It's Me with Nikki D. Lovely. Just remember, you can't change who you were yesterday, but you can always learn and grow to become a better version of yourself today. So make sure you do the mental work today for the future you tomorrow, and I will see you next week. And in the meantime, make sure that you check me out on my Instagram at Nikki D. Lovely or one underscore broke underscore mama. You can also find me at NikkiDLovely.com and check out my book, No F Boys Allowed. I also have a poetry book coming out pretty soon, so just a little shameless plug. But either way, I will see you guys next time, and thanks again.